Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. What I do is I help couples heal from infidelity and other crises. I also help couples rekindle passion and experience the aliveness that they used to have possibly and wish to have again. And I also help individuals help uh, process trauma and become the people that they were destined to be. Today's talk is about roles that we've inherited from our dysfunctional family. Again, dysfunctional families, the definition that I have is it's families where we had to adapt, over-adapt, and give up too much of who we really were to make life work for the family. And what that does is in life, when when we get into mature, supposedly mature adult relationships, we're limited in some way. There's parts of us that are really strong, but there's parts of us that are Uh, necessary to have healthy adult relationships that can be weak. Now, one of the ways that this manifests, this this dysfunctional families and how we adapt to those those families, is people can actually inherit roles as children that gets played out through their entire lives until they recognize it's a role and it's not all of who they are. So I'm going to be talking about four main roles. There are others that we could talk about and that I've talked about before. But for this uh, this talk here, we're talking about number one, the hero, number two, the scapegoat, number three, the invisible adaptive child, and number four, the mascot. Okay, let's first talk about the hero. The hero, sometimes you could call them the prince or the princess of the family. The hero is the person that everybody's proud of. It's a little different actually than the prince. The prince, the princess, which would be something I'm not talking about today, would be maybe they can be people that got everything they wanted. But the hero will may get a lot of what they want, but they're the ones that are seen as the super child. They're the ones that get all the scholastic awards, the sports awards. They're the ones that give glory to the family. And so because of that, they may get preferential treatment from the parents, but not only that, they're almost like groomed for that role. This stuff happens unconsciously. Parents oftentimes are not consciously planning on these roles. It's just that whether because of their background and because of the roles they had, literally people slip into them and are encouraged based on the needs of the family. Now, one of the things that the hero supplies, how he or she meets the the psychological need of the family is despite all the other problems that might be going on with some of the other kids or between the couple, the parents, that this person reminds them, hey, we're okay. So the the hero has a lot of pressure, not just to achieve, but also to to give a self-esteem to the rest of the family. And what it also does though, the negative of that, it, it, it can oftentimes mask all the problems in the family. Another role is the scapegoat. Sort of like the opposite of the hero. Whereas the hero could do no wrong, the scapegoat could do no right. And the scapegoat is the sacrificial lamb. It's the person that actually can help keep the other people, such as the hero, in their role. You know, people 
you know, this person who is the scapegoat, this person who can't do anything right, is the one that basically expresses all the problems, all the toxicity, all the negativity of the family, all the shame in the family. Now, this could be shame from the parents, the grandparents. This is the way it works. There's a transgenerational uh, transmission of sometimes shame. This is how it works. It's like from the right hemisphere of the brain of the parents to the right hemisphere of the child. And that parent probably inherited from their parent. And so this, this person is now serving a function, just like the hero is, to be the problem child. I learned when I was doing uh, my training is that the great thing about family therapy is family therapists are always looking beyond the individual, the identified patient the individual who seems to have all the problems and start to look at it as an expression of the entire family. What's going on? What's not being dealt with? So that's the scapegoat. The other, the other uh, role that I see a lot is the invisible adaptable child. This is the child that just goes with the flow, doesn't make waves, because, but oftentimes can be seen as insensitive or aloof. And they are, but they're doing it because that's their way of coping. You know, we have the hero, we have the scapegoat, it doesn't always go exactly in this order or anything, but this person, for whatever reason, has slipped into the role of being invisible and adaptive, and they grow up and, and marry people, let's say, and they marry people that are very emotionally needy, or at least their needs take up the whole room, and they continue to act out this role of being adaptive and invisible. The fourth role is the mascot. The mascot is the funny one, the clown, the one who, at least externally, uh, is the entertainer of the family. Uh, it, they hide negative feelings with humor. They're the comedic relief. Again, all these roles play a function. And the major function of all these roles is to manage the problems, imagine, uh, uh, manage the emotions, regulate the emotions in the family so that people can have an image that they could look at the world and say, see, we're still okay without dealing with what's really going on. Because the secret to breaking free from a dysfunctional family individually is to look at yourself and see what's going on. And if a family as a whole ever want to become more functional, the way to do that is to look at themselves as a family, to look at what's been hiding, what's going on, and to recognize that we don't want to define our children or ourselves by their roles anymore. Those were just ways to manage, to defend, to hide, to keep self-esteem, at least on the surface, up. So I think that's a very important, useful way of looking at uh, family roles that we inherited and to remember that we're more than those roles. And in some of the videos that I've done recently and even in the past, there are, there are wonderful ways to break free of those roles. It's good first to be aware of that, to see where you fit in with that, and to look at the family and recognize that everybody in the family are more than the roles that they've inherited. So please click on the link, Seven Signs You Came From a Dysfunctional Family. There's some really good information there. And I wish you the best and freedom from roles. You could use the roles when you need them, but it becomes a choice rather than a have to. So that's it, you know, just more than your roles. This is Todd Krieger making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast. 
with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show. 